0: Yes. Oh, yeah. yes, this is Sport Analysis Network Football. I mean, your regular hand for Abdihamid Abdikarim. You can also call me Football jurist. Yes, in this episode, we shall be discussing, we shall be debating who was the better defender in their prime, prime Nemanja Vidic or prime John Terry. And of course, on the second part of the show, I shall be having with me. Babaji watching of Diamond fame to discuss how big of a means will this and with this opportunity be for Arsenal Football Club in the field to win the English Premier League? And I shall I not be working alone on the show. I have with me to trade tackles with me. I have with me Bambidi goodness. I mean, it's good to have you back on the show. It's good to be here.
1: Hello, viewers. It's
0: really good to be here. All right, yes, yeah, goodie. Yes, without wasting much time. Prime Nemanja
1: Vidic or Prime John Terry? For me, it's a no brainer. I mean, obviously, my my pick is obviously um, John Terry in his prime. Mm. Compared to the Nemanja Vidic, John Terry in his prime would be my pick. I
0: mean, wh- wh- why Nemanja Vidic? Mean, why John Terry are not, not Nemanja Vidic? Who did very well for Manchester United? Mm. The,
1: the, the answer itself is why not why not uh, John Terry? The only thing that the uh, manager above John Terry was his real pronounce and other real John Terry was close to him, he was not that far out. So I'd like the John Terry in my team. Like John Terry that would he would he would slot right into the team of the old as well as slotting right into this current game like um, as the game has developed, as it is, John Terry will be perfect, even in you know, him. In my opinion, he's just, he's more of a brute than um, a defender, in my opinion. It is careless tackles, reckless tackles, played less games than John Terry, played less games you than know, John Terry and got the same amount of records. John Terry played like double his games and got, they got the same amount of records, which means John Terry times his tackles well. He's not, he's, he, he can give you that edge as a defender for the, the 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 kind of the kind of defender you want is the one that will die for your team he can give you that if it's the cool-headed one he can give you that whatever you want you can do the, um my is more of a bruise a bouncer um but, a, but,
0: a chief security officer of just course marshalling that's what you, bullying, what, strikers. That was, what you expect from a defender i mean this is a guy that won the premier league player of the year four times i mean one of the four players to have done that in the Premier League history. I mean, Neymar ne- Javidic, yes, he has. He had his own style. I mean, but that was one of those things that made him stood out. He was a no-nonsense defender. That, that, that
1: doesn't matter because he, he, at winning the Premier League Player of the Year, his peak was still, his highest, his highest ranking in Ballon d'Or was 16th. And John Terry went above that. He went into the top 10. But, fact, we know we know what was is Ballon top ten Ballon d'Or side.
0: I mean, we know what this ballot vote was all about. It's all about the popularity. It's a popularity contest. So, a uh, player, uh, a Premier
1: League player of the year is in the popularity contest. I mean, I could also make the point that he played, um, he played for Manju, and which is why it is more of a PR than it is his actual performance. I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I'm not discrediting his award. I'm not doing that. But we cannot also discredit John Terry because he also won Premier League. Players, player of the year, which means the players themselves saw and came together and saw that ah, this guy has performed at the level at an incredible level performed in, in Europe, performed in England. How many, prefer, um, before what level did they, um, the get into? Very few. I don't think he entered anyone, but the two, I mean, was John, John Terry on well, the he other was and like six. So, I don't know, yeah. no, there's no context here.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. Let. us uh, four. Yes, of course. John Terry was named four times yes, when he yes, yes. was named twice. Four, four. Yes,
1: yes. And four, and he was also named in um FIFA all starting Come on.
0: Yeah. Why? Why is this even a contest? Why? Is... Let's. You leave... know, why are we coming together? Award. Let's give you award. Let's talk about statistics. I mean, we don't. they're yeah, Talking about their prime, the average came into the Premier League in 2005 and six season. and these words, their status, are not right. I mean, he left the Premier League in 2013 2014. So, from what I've yes, from what I have seen is the statistics of both players between 2005 and season and 2013, 2014 season. I mean, we're talking about talking, talking about Nemaja Village despite playing lesser games between, between that time than, than, than the Chelsea captain. I mean, he recorded more interceptions. He recorded, mal, he recorded more last month tackles. He made fifteen last month tackles as compared to John Terry. He recorded he recorded more clearances. He made two thousand two hundred and two clearances as opposed to John Terry's one thousand five hundred and two clearances. He made more added clearances, almost twice as much as John Terry. He made one thousand three hundred and eighty-five added clearances as opposed to John Terry's. He won more area battles than John Terry, and in this aspect, that in their prime, Namajawidi was a better defender than John Terry. Leave all their words. Let's talk about statistics from what I've given to you. I mean, Goody, you have to agree with me that Namajawidi in okay. his prime was the best on the very day. Okay, okay now if,
1: if we are going to if we are go- if, if we are going to move. Into statistics, we should not leave behind the fact that uh, John Terry is a better tackler than Maria Village, which is why you said, Oh, he's I already made the point earlier that the only where the only place where he edits above him is aerial is proudness as how good he is in the air. That is his own strongest point. That is why I said, and as John Terry is um he made seventy-seven percent. His tackles over the hundred percent. Over the tackles he made, 77 percent of it was successful. Which means he is a calculated defender. He does not just jump into tackles. He knows when to do it and when not to do it. As I said earlier, he had the same amount of record while playing more games, and which should not be. He never really played two hundred and so he had in the Premier League. He had two hundred and one appearance, two hundred and eleven appearance for Manchester United. And they add six red cards in all of that. He, on the other hand, unlike John Terry, who has like 77 seven percent winning tackles, he has 75%. He has 75% tackle so success, like which means he jumps into tackles.
0: John Terry also had four red
1: cards. Eh? That's what I'm saying. That yeah. he, had, he played more games, so he should he should normally, he should not have the same amount of red cards. That's it. That's my point. Do you understand? I, I don't understand. If I play more games than... if if John Terry played more games than him, he should have more red cards than him, which means the red cards he had were probably
0: needed red cards, not the one I, that I, I do just, just commit and I don't do do card. Card. I mean, yes, of course, you could argue that, yes, we had add more red cards than John Terry. I mean, but then the difference is not that much. Yes, he had six. John Terry also had four. So both of them, but equally, both of them, I mean, were very rough, tough, rough tough class If you scored seven over ten in the test and you scored, uh, if I scored seven over ten in the test, I scored 10 over
1: 10 in the test. We both passed. <laughs> yeah, but like the grade <laughs> will be different. And that is why I'm giving John Terry it, above. You am seventy, John Terry above. If
0: I get seventy,
1: mm. you get 100, I ain't go get. Eh, uh, you know no, uh, that, one, <laughs> that one, that one, that one, no matter. If you get 100, hundred, I'm going to get seventy. A plus, the A plus, don't do now. You don't know,
0: no. I know, Sabu when you get A, A plus, don't do now. You do A plus, D.
1: A plus don't they uh, they don't they don't create time now and that a plus is for John Terry.
0: <laughs>
1: so um where did we stop? But, but, you said we should leave our words. I don't know why you said we should leave our what, but regardless, I'm saying John Terry had how many appearances, uh, had how many clean sheets, unlike Nemanaviji, because you do clean sheets to raid defenders as well.
0: It, Would you but, not? But 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 then but then talking about clean sheets, you're also as good as your colleagues if you have bad opinions with you, or if your colleagues are not as good as you. I mean it's a very bad metric, it's not a good metric
1: to judge defenders based on clean sheets. But like in this case, mm. in this case, you might have the better player with him. It, had Cavallo. Yes, Caval was also, also a very good defender. Of uh, course. We are talking is... about his speak now. So yes, let's just leave it at Cavallo. Of course, of <laughs> course. So if, we're, if we're, are are you saying um, Ferdinand and Cavao of, no, of Ferdinand is the better player.
0: But but then you can't control I mean see you can only control things you could do. I mean if I you can have a bad if I, if I can have a good team and my other and my other players have a bad game. So you can't control that. More more that doesn't matter. You have to use a,
1: a metric and the cliches for a defender is a good is a, is a it, fair
0: metric. Is bad metric? So 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 you need to tell me Fabian Shea, Fabian Shea of Nikka Sunicism. Newcastle has recorded the most screenshot uh-huh. this season. You need to say me that Fabian Shea who well, is yes, one of the centre backs of Newcastle, is the best defender in the league. Okay. Oh yeah, now respond. Well,
1: it depends on who we are comparing him with.
0: No, 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 you, you just want to use sheet as a metric yeah. as the best defender. Yes, to, to judge who the better defender was. I mean, as I, a so better, I'm as a, season, better,
1: as a better defender.
0: hmm and that's what
1: I'm saying. It depends on who,
0: who, are, who are we comparing it with. We, we compare him to Ben Diaz. Compare him to Vidi Van compare, compare him to anybody. Is he better than both of them? Okay. Let's, say it's, let's say, let's compare Fabian Scher to Ben Diaz and Vidi Van Is he better than them? Because, yeah, because
1: And that's, is what, that's, a, and that's what I'm saying. Okay, are you saying that if you want to relate it, you have to rate it because it's the entire defense. This, but I'm saying if we're going to use cliche as a metric. So yes, this season, Fabian Scher is better than Ben Diaz
0: because <laughs> i'm using clean sheet as a metric and it would apply yes huh. well, well, as, as, as far as i'm concerned I, I think clean sheet is a very bad metric to judge how good a defender is a, good, a defender can have a very brilliant season and yes and it's, okay it's, if we're, we're not going to use, use clean sheets, are we going to use tackles eh? yes of course t- tackles is, is, is the measure we have to yes, use course. of course tackles is a very good measure what do you yes what is and, on, and what i'm telling you, you that and I'm telling you that John
1: Terry had 77% while... Because um, it's a um, Because he made it's than eh? the than village. No, they would use the entire, the number of tackles you make to rate. That's why it's a percentage. Mm-hmm. If you make 10 and I make 5, they will use 100% and 100%. So if you make... Do you understand? So if you make 10 and I make 5, they will both use 100% for the both of us. So okay. now,
0: your percentage will give master you that, on the
1: number of tackles that you made. Give you that run.
0: one. You has okay. nothing to
1: do with okay. the respond number. To
0: the, eh? We give you that one. Respond to the fact, respond to the fact that Nemaja Village had more clearances, more, more clearances, one more, more area battles than John Terry.
1: I More area battles more area battles than John Terry. I yeah. already tackled the point and said he is better aerially, Who's And better? that is the only edge he has. And we, we that is that, the only edge he has. So... <laughs> For so, so more, more clearances, more clearances, that will be on the old team. Probably ah. they consider a lot of chances. That okay. is not no, uh, no uh, on the uh, defender. Uh, what, uh, what can uh, the defender do? <laughs> what can yeah. the defender do? Then I also want to make the point, as I said earlier, that John Terry can slot into um the modern-day defender. He has way, a way better passer than Vidic. Or would you disagree? I,
0: I, I'm not, yes, I'm not, I'm, yes, I'm not disagreeing with that but but then so, the, so if you
1: are
0: saying an all-round to that era also, was also a good passer of the ball he, um, yes between 2005 and 6 season and 2013 and, and season he completed 80 percent of his passes So it was not a similar so to say it is not going to slot into I mean to contemporary or to the way we play football these days I mean is a fast? I didn't hear you I didn't get anything you said I said between 2005 and 2006 season and 2013 and 2014 season, Neymar Jr. completed mm-hmm. 3% of his passes. So to say, he's not going to fit into the modern day or modern style of football is a fallacy. It's untrue.
1: I'm saying there is there is practically no space for him. There is no, no space I, I, for brute in
0: this
2: modern day, day
0: football How is anymore. Neymar Jr. cannot fit into any into the modern day football. What are you What are you saying? When I say the modern I'm talking about top teams. Top talking teams. About what top do you mean teams. you won't get into I'm not know. talking about the entire footballing. So the majority would you get into us now? Would he get eh? to Manchester United? Would you get it? Would, he, would he not get into Manchester? United?
1: I, I, I don't so, think he would get into us now wow. or Manchester United. Wow. I don't think he will get into it. Now. Okay. I think yeah. I think okay, this is it. I think John Terry will get into them before him. He will be considered before the manavig now
0: because he will find him as the better. What yeah. would
1: he need on the ball?
0: Let's, let, let, let's where we shall have been yeah. recordings on this part of the podcast. Bam Lady Goodness this has been a wonderful time with you on the show. and Do not forget that, yes, in the other part of the show, we shall be having Babaji Julu, I have to discuss how big, I mean, how should an Asna afford to miss this big opportunity to win the English Premier League? Woody, thanks very much. Yes, you are, yes, you are welcomed, yes, to the concluding part of this episode of Sport Analysis Network Football, and it's a privilege to have with me on this part of the podcast Abadide Uluwashiun, the team leads, Diamond F.A., and Ilone. yes, he was once here uh, sometime last year, Yeah, I mean, it's a privilege to have you once again, Babadidi Uluwashiun, popularly called Jai, Jai, it's good to have you back on the show. Good morning, thank you.
2: I'm uh, truly excited and
0: happy, of course, to be here with you today. All right, yes. Let's talk about Arsenal Football Club at the moment. Yes, it's no longer news that Arsenal Football uh, Arsenal Football Club. Yes, yes, they are leading the charts in the English Premier League at the moment. After interim round of games played by the Gunners, they've earned some points, same as 39.6. Sorry, they've for some points after interim round of games. Eight points more than Manchester City defending Champions. Yes, that is how the table stands at the time of this recording. I mean, uh, Jade, how big of a I mean, how big an opportunity this, uh, how big of a miss will this, uh, will this opportunity be if Arsenal fails to win the English Premier League this season?
2: Um talking about Arsenal missing out of the Premier League. Uh, <laughs> Again, we must clearly emphasize and restate that at the start of this season, I mean, that was not even the original goal from Arsenal. The football club itself or even the football fans themselves, no one really predicted that Arsenal would be at this particular stage after 19 games, be on top of the Premier League and have an eight-point lead over a giant like, like Manchester City. But well, that's the outcome and that's the reality. And it is one that they have to live with right now. And as regards missing out on the English Premier League title, well, no one, of course, at this particular stage in Premier League history, after 19 matches, with a number of points amassed and with the difference between themselves and the second place, have gone on to miss out on the Premier League title. So that shows, again, the quality and the job done by Mikel Ateta's side Arsenal. Uh, After saying this, it would also not be a surprise to see Arsenal miss out on the Premier League title. And why I say this is, I mean, again, they have blown past all expectations for the season. They have a young set of players who, of course, have just missed out on missing the UEFA Champions League from last season into this season, improved with one or two additions and they have grown stronger as a unit. But it must also be stated that Arsenal Football Club do not have the set of players or a team to challenge for the title or to be fighting for the title. So what really has happened right now is is a group of players who have overachieved, but they have an outstanding manager who has done so well for this team to get them to where they are. Now, you would expect as a football club now in January, beyond expectations. And with a very, I mean, a huge chance to do what they have not done as a football club, which is to win the Premier League title, in more than 20 years. Now go and show that ambition in the market. And even based on the activity in the first 15, 18, 19 days, you get the feeling that the Arsenal board are not really moved with their current position. Which is why if you ask me and I say to myself, I would say Arsenal missing out for not eventually qualifying or not eventually winning at this Premier League would not be a shocker to me. But it would be a huge upset to the world of football and even to pundits and to neutrals who still are not taking Arsenal as a serious side. Nobody goes after 19 matches in the Premier League with an eight-point lead and not be seen as serious title contenders. And even after that, with eight points gap, after 19 matches, still go ahead to miss out on the title. It will be seen as a failure. It will be seen as a capitulation from the Arsenal side. So even despite the fact that they have exceeded all expectation from just having the marginal ambition of qualifying for the top four, to then be vying for the Premier League title, Even despite surpassing all these expectations, it will still be viewed as a colossal failure. And it will still be viewed as the Arsenal thing, the Arsenal way to be on top of the Premier League and fall off. It will be some sort of uh, um, uh, energy in the transfer market and try to prove to their fans that we are truly an ambitious side. Yes, we have a plan, to be doing this in the next three, four years. Yes, now, this plan has been quickened with our activity this year for this Premier League season, but we can also then show now that even though our plans for the next two or three years has come in earlier, we can match what is currently going on with our activity on, I mean, in the transfer market. But right now, Arsenal have it all in their hands to win this Premier League title, and if they don't win it, if they fall off, given the number of, I mean the distance between themselves and second or third place, it should be seen and must be viewed as a failure on the part of the club, on the part of the on the part of the team itself,
0: you know, well, even uh, if
2: they're not ready for the title.
0: <laughs> All right. I mean, yes, talking about uh transfer activities. I mean, we've seen Arsenal miss out on Jao Felix and of course, and of course just recently. Uh, the Mister of Mikhailo Modric. I mean, does that mean that Arsenal has yet here to be that team, that will be the destination point for for players?
2: Well, you can actually say that. And then you can also say the financial power of Chelsea has come into play. And I mean, I can go on and on about the details of both the Mikhailo-Modric deal and also the Gerald Felix deal. And you can understand, of course, the amount of money that Chelsea are going to be spending for both players. I mean, for João Felix, that's just within the next four or five months. And we know how much they're going to be spending in terms of, uh, you know, the getting the player in, paying his complete salary. And also, of course, uh, the loan fee as requested for Atletico Madrid that uh, the likes of Arsenal and Manchester United were trying to negotiate before, of course, Chelsea just jumped in. I don't like to use the word hijack, but of course, they, were, they showed more intent and they showed more energy to wanting these players. For Mihailo Modric, literally the same. Arsenal had a valuation, and that's how they've done their business. Arsenal had the valuation, and of course they stuck to it. Uh, another angle on what you can say, of course, if you're an Arsenal fan, is you cannot be at the top of the Premier League play. Uh, uh, you cannot be on top of the Premier League right now. Watching the kind of football that Arsenal play, and as a and as a football player, you need convincing to join which is part of the reasons why uh, the Arsenal board and the Arsenal manager and the Arsenal hierarchy feel uh, you know, relaxed. What are the kind of football Arsenal are giving right now? Yes, we should be trying to convince you, but we should not be going overboard to try to convince you. So if as a player like Mudric and also Jao Felix, we need to go to the extra uh, in terms of financial incentive to get to convince you so the Arsenal, board, the Arsenal board, they feel the project is enticing enough for these young players like Joao Felix and Mihailu Modric to join. And if it's not enticing enough, that means those players have something else. That is from the Arsenal angle. But of course, for Chelsea, you have to say, again, a smart business for them. Getting these two players in, it solved their issue, their immediate issue. And even long-term, looking at the number of years, of course, given to Mihaly Modric, eight and a half year deal. But the focus is not on Chelsea, it's on Arsenal. For the Arsenal fans, they also feel missing out on these two key players in a January window, as which, of course, is 31 days, 30 days, one month. It's a short period. It's a unique market, but it's also a market that the Arsenal fans felt should have been maximized to the fullest. Even the manager, Mikel Latete, felt the same way. He said it constantly, Arsenal are not at a stage where you cannot afford not to maximize every available opportunity market-wise to bring in players. We are not at that stage where we cannot afford to bring in quality. And if the Arsenal fans realize without Bukayo Saka, without that side is a weakened side, it's a dead side, it's a side, that, it's a side that cannot compete. And so, of course, they need depth. They need not just depth, but also good depth. And that was what players like Mihailo Modric were supposed to bring in. Especially not just for their top four aspirations, which I feel that that will still be their primary focus. But also, of course, you know, for the long term, Arsenal are going to be involved in the Europa League which for them will begin sometime in, in end of February, March, if I'm not mistaken. They will also, of course, are involved in the FA Cup. They are, as we all know, involved in the league title. Let's imagine they even drop out of the Europa League. Let's imagine they drop out of the FA Cup. The squad is still thin for this push. It's too light for the final push of the season. Mm. It would be ludicrous. It would be borderline madness, if you're an Arsenal fan, to say to yourself... We can go ahead to achieve greatness with this squad. Very few have been able to, have been able to do it, if not any. We'll send Man City, we'll send Liverpool. And they've needed to call on players. Liverpool with the likes of Devo, Corrigi, Minamino. Arsenal don't have that. Gabriel Jesus is out injured at the moment. Reese Nelson, academic graduate, is out injured at the moment. Smith's role is barely in his full fitness at this point in time. So they need these players. I, I, again, I, I realize at the summer, every of Arsenal's first target that they went for, they missed out. They wanted to get Vlaovic but this time last January, they missed out. They got Gabriel Jesus. They wanted to get Lissandro Martinez at a point in time, they missed out. They got Zinchenko. So maybe it's all about their Plan B and Plan C. It hurts though, knowing that Arsenal wanted Jao Felix and Mudrik, and they missed out on both. But surely they must have a plan B and a plan C. The question is, it's a general transfer window. It's a short period. It's a peculiar market where, where folks can not afford to give you players at this particular stage where they have ambitions to end the season well. Where do Arsenal get the available players to help sort out their lack of depth in that team? That's a question. And if you ask me, without getting the depth, the required depth, no chance, Arsenal win this Premier League title. No chance even for Arsenal in terms of I mean, overall success, even in the Europa League, because there's some big powerhouses over there. But we have interesting last 10, eight days to the end of the January window. So let's see what they what
0: they have up their sleeves. All right. Thank you very much, Abadidou Ashiun. Yes, you can follow Abadidou Ashiun on Twitter. Yes, on Twitter you can follow him on Twitter at yes. He is Twitter and I am underscore Jade. New ID. you can also listen if you want to listen to fantastic sport program. I recommend to you. You can follow yes. You can follow him Sport Tracker Diamond FM. And of course you can also follow him. Uh, yes, there's also a and half football program that he does host on Saturdays eight to nine pm. On Diamond FM, yes, this way we shall be putting full stop on this episode of Sport Analysis Network. I do not forget that you can join us on social media. You can find us tweets at hand, you can letters on Facebook. Sport Analysis Network is the name, and Instagram. Sport Analysis Network is the name. Do enjoy your weekend. Can you feel it? Can you feel it?